Mike Steely and Parker Thune. Welcome in. It is a Wednesday edition. Mike Steely along with Connor Pasby today. Appreciate Connor being in, filling in this weekend. And uh, yesterday, some of you may know uh, my wife, uh, the love of my life, Shay, uh, got diagnosed with MS about mm, close to six months ago, something like that. And uh, we finally got around. We've we've been getting some treatments for her. She's doing all right. I mean, there's no big concern. Obviously, uh, we're not uh, 100%. Hey, this is great. But we're just battling it. And she had her second, uh, you know, basically treatment yesterday, infusion yesterday. So, obviously, I was going to be up uh, in Oklahoma City with her. So, Connor, I appreciate you being here, coming out of the bullpen as much as you do. We're giving you a lot of innings these days. You're, we have, you're, especially this week. We've got so much going on. Everyone your ETA, uh, filling in different spots. Your ETA is looking pretty good, yeah. though. Your earned talking average, so pretty good. <laughs> Thanks. All right, uh, so it's going to be a busy day today. We have Bedlam Baseball in the uh, Big 12 Tournament, 4 o'clock, Globe Life Field, round 5, Bedlam. Cowboys have won, uh, obviously, 3 of 4 from uh, Oklahoma. They took 2 of 3 over the uh, weekend, last weekend in Norman. Cowboys have outscored Oklahoma 43-16. You can't throw Braden Carmichael every single game against Oklahoma State. He obviously was great in the uh, win uh, on Friday, last Friday. But again, Sooners and Cowboys, 4 o'clock today. Opening game uh, for OU and OSU in the uh, Big 12 tournament there in Arlington at 4 o'clock at Globe Life Field. Game 1, man, TCU, you talk about a purple blowout. Uh, the uh, the purple pairing in the first round, TCU and Kansas State. Horn Frogs win, and they dominate K-State, winning by run rule. 16-2 is the final in that game. Uh, Super Regional for the Sooner softball team begins on Friday. The OU softball updates brought to you by Orthostat in Norman. Certainly injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is same-day orthopedic care. No appointment needed. Call Orthostat at 405 405- 515-5575, or visit ouchorthostat.com to learn more. Sooners and Clemson, uh, 1 o'clock on ESPN2 Friday. Saturday's game will be at noon on one of the ESPN networks. Sunday, if necessary, still to be determined. The Sooners, of course, rolled through their uh, regional last weekend, outscoring the opposition 38-3. to Patty Gasso and company have won 46 straight. They win two games against Clemson. They, uh, they get to 48. They break the all-time record for wins by a team held by Arizona with 47. So the Sooners go 2-0 in this regional. They're on to the Women's College World Series. Everybody expects them to be there. But how about closing out? Marita Hines field by setting a record like that. It just feels like it should happen, right? For as great as this program has been, for everything, for everything that, uh, you know, Patty Gasso has done, and uh, not only the victories, but really and truly the quality of young ladies that come out of that program is extremely impressive. Preparing them to win championships and battle the game of life. Yeah, it's big time to go out on top and just cruise through your regional at Marita Marita Heinz Field for the last time. And now you got Love's Field coming, which they deserve a bigger field to what Patty Gasso and her team is doing. It's just incredible, just one of the best and just so dominant in college softball. 
So, uh, again, OU and Clemson Friday, 1 o'clock on ESPN2. Valerie Cagle, you look at a pitcher that uh, might be able to have some success against Oklahoma. Maybe maybe it's Valerie Cagle. She obviously is a tremendous uh, pitcher and hitter. Clemson, again, coming in as the uh, 16th seed. The Sooners, the number one overall seed. Oklahoma still heavily favored. Uh, let's see if the Sooners can win those two in a row, get to the Women's College World Series. I would imagine that they will. Uh, And I can't see another squad uh, taking two games from Oklahoma. All right, NBA, the Celtics stayed alive. It was a John Travolta victory last night. Tony Manero victory. Wasn't that the uh, character that he played in Saturday Night Fever? Anyway, the Celtics (laughs) win 116-99. to You know what happened last night? Miami finally got cold from three-point range. Going into last night's game, Miami as a team was shooting 48% from three. 48%, 48%, and they were not a really good three-point shooting squad during the regular season. They have been in this series. Boston was at 29%. Last night, the Celtics uh, shot it well from three-point range, 45%. They made 18 Miami shot 25% from three, 80-32. So the Celtics will go back home with a chance again Thursday night in Game 5, Thursday night on TNT. Game five, uh, you know, if the Celtics win that one, all of a sudden we have ourselves a series. And then Miami hosting game six on Saturday, that might be it for Miami to win that game six, get to the NBA Finals and take on the Denver Nuggets. The NBA Finals will start on June 1st. Okay. Um, Wow. I'm looking down here at the text line and – Seeing all these, yeah, we got some people thinking words. about you, Mike. Yeah, True says Steely, thanks for sharing. Got to be tough, Frisco. Steely, thoughts and prayers for you and Shay. So we're going down the list. Love that. Thank you, guys. I I really appreciate that very much. I just man, I look down at the text line and I know sometimes it gets gnarly on the text line. <laughs> we got you, Mike. I needed to see that. So thank you. Thank you very much. Very kind of you to say that. We're we're going to be fine and battle this and uh, do our best. That's all we can do. And uh, my wife's a strong lady, and she is taking this head on. And, you know, she's in a stage where it's not really that bad right now. We're trying to prevent it from getting any worse, and hopefully we're going to be fine. But uh, your kind words uh, touched me very much, so thank you. I appreciate that. Okay, um, let's talk about the controversy of the week, of course, which is Man, some OU fans got on the message boards and they were unhappy with Zadavian Sims. And man, this represents the OU fan base in a horrible way. Now, certainly it doesn't look good, but we talked about this on Monday. Every fan base, particularly of a big time college football program where people are so invested, every one of them has idiots. And you cannot stop the idiots, particularly when you have an assumed name. You don't have to put your real name on it. Sometimes it's just a phone number. People can be big, bold, and bad and stupid. And that's what we saw here. I love what Josh Pate, late kick Josh, had to say about this situation. This was Josh Pate the other day on Zadavian Sims and the entire Mean Tweets debacle. Some Oklahoma fans have taken it a little bit too far. And they've talked negatively about the kid. And then rival fans have screenshotted it and they've put it out there. Recruits have seen it and not really knowing any better and getting caught up in the the emotion of the moment. They've taken it and they've retweeted it themselves. And they said, wow, I don't want to go play at Oklahoma. Uh, Here's the thing about that. Don't fall for that stuff. My message to recruits would be don't fall for that. 
There is no fan base out there that is made up of majority psychopaths. And conversely, every fan base out there has a small sliver of psychopaths. It is what it is. If you're going to play college football, you will not escape the fact that you're going to go play for a team where there are some people who pull for that team that are a little bit off their rocker. In no way does that reflect on the entire fan base. I love that. He's right on the money. He hit the bullseye with that. And uh, I also love his analogy that he came up with. And, you know, you guys know me. I'm the master of the bad analogy, right? I, I, I give out stupid analogies. That's what I do. But this one is right on the money when it comes to, again, a few people representing a fan base, making that fan base look bad. Because every, again, big-time program has these people. Here's what Josh Pate had to say. Take the craziest member of your family. Who's the craziest person in your family? Do they represent you? Because the craziest person in your family comes a whole lot closer to representing you than some rando on a message board comes to representing an entire fan base. And you would never say that Crazy Uncle Charlie represents you. So how in the world are you about to say Sooner Fan 38 represents the entirety of Oklahoma fandom? He doesn't. They don't. Uh, it's just it looks bad because sometimes it can get screenshotted and it can go viral on different socials and all of a sudden because it's convenient and because you hate Oklahoma if you're a rival fan, you're, you're incentivized to fan the flames of that sort of thing. And I hate to be the one to have to douse it here, but I'm here. Fire Patrol Pate is here. There you go. I like Fire Patrol Pate. That's pretty good. So, yeah, and, and again, guess what happens? If Will Winery doesn't choose Oklahoma, there are going to be a few idiots who come after Will Winery. Same with Nigel Smith or Dominic McKinley or Joseph Jonah Jonier or David Stone, whoever, that's going to happen. And another thing that you have to keep in mind is guess what, man? I could make an account, and I'm Boomer643, XYZ. Just some random account. And I'm a Tennessee fan or a Texas fan, and I can come on and dog that recruit to no end to try and make Oklahoma look bad. There are so many great things about the technology we have, about the text line, about, you know, instant messaging. I'm going all, all the way back to America Online. That's how old I am. But there are also many ways to make, you know, a fan base look bad, a school look bad. And, again, this happens in every instance, with every fan base. I love how he says the craziest person in your family doesn't represent you, and that's what we had going on through those message boards, which it could not be a know you fan, but we don't know. But you always have, you know, those kind of crappy fans like that that like to get in the message board and stir up some things. No doubt. All right, we want to thank Tim Lasher, great Sooner, great company. Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-579-3113, 579-3113. And again, you need that AC tune-up done right now. And you want to make sure your starting pitcher can last the season, all right? You don't want to lose the ace of your staff, which is the air conditioner during the summer months. You can't have that AC go out with Tommy John surgery. See, I told you I was bad analogy guy. But uh, get that done right now. Get it taken care of. Tim Lasher, his great company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems. They've been around the greater Oklahoma City area now for 16 years. 405-579-3113. You guys, thank you. Thank you so much for all the kind, positive messages and the prayers. And I love you guys, too. Some guys are saying they love me. And I, you know what? I'm not afraid to say that I love you, too, very much in a platonic way. 
Thank you. Gunny, I'm the crazy one in the family. <laughs> sometimes they'll fly. Be, they'll fly for you, Gunny. Sometimes it's good to be a little yeah. bit crazy. You know, you don't want to be the boring guy in your family. Oh, the mashed potatoes there, Jim. Good. We don't like boring. Would you like some gravy? <laughs> You'd rather be the crazy guy, right? All right, uh, let's take a break right here. I want to thank again uh, everybody for the kind words. Really and truly, you uh, you touched uh, my heart, and I appreciate that. That's real life stuff right here. We're not worrying about seventeen and eighteen year old kids and their whims and their decisions. There's real life going on out there as well. Okay, let's break right here and let's go to the Knippel Meyer Chevrolet text line when we get back. Four zero five six five one thirty four thirty nine. You got us, Mike Steely, Connor Pasby. Here in the Buffalo Wild Wing Studio, Wednesday edition of Steel Man and Thune right here on The Ref. All right, what a great day it is, ladies and gentlemen, Wednesday. Well, I mean, Wednesday, I guess, in the day rankings, I don't know. They're a mid-major, pretty much, Wednesday. But at least we're getting over the hump, man, and tomorrow, Thursday, will be a bright, sunshiny day. Maybe even if it's not weather-wise, it will be. You, you feel like, all right, I, I can see the finish line. Thank you guys again, seriously, for all the kind words on the uh, Knippel Meyer Chevrolet text line. I got to tell you, I was driving into work this morning. I was a little bit down. I was like, man, this is, you know, and I'm trying to be as upbeat, uh, upbeat as I can, but we're all human. And, again, um, I was just a little bit uh, down and out, to be honest with you. I mean, like, you got to pick yourself up. you got to do a radio show. You can't be down. You've got to be happy. You've got to have some topics. Come on, dude, do it. But I was a little bit down, and uh, you guys picked me up. I appreciate that very, very much. I've read all of them, and I want to thank you. So thank you very much. Okay, um, you know what's a joy? Sooner softball. We talked about one of the things that stands out is how much joy this team plays with. They get along. Not every collection of superstar players get along with each other but the Sooners I mean they had three in the top 10 for national player of the year didn't get into the top three but I mean all of these players are unbelievable I mean they're unbelievable think about the pitching staff they don't they don't get much credit right now because all the offense they're they're putting up but my gosh yeah, and but I love to see the joy that they play with. And they're still focused. They're still disciplined. They still don't panic when they get behind, see the Texas game, see the Oklahoma State game. They, they just think, we've got this. But they play it with a passion and a joy, which makes it fun to watch. It's awesome. And the Sooners will take on Clemson again uh, coming up Friday on ESPN2. And, again, our OU softball updates brought to you by Orthostat in Norman. Injuries, again, never convenient, but Orthostat is – same-day orthopedic care. No appointment needed. Call Orthostat 405-515-5575 or go online at ouchorthostat.com to learn more. Here is JT Gasso on with Plank the other day talking about the matchup with Clemson, what he sees from the Tigers. Uh, real low ERAs as a staff. Uh, it's not, you know, I know Kegel has a lot of their innings, but they have really good pieces uh, all the way around. So uh, it's going to take a whole team effort to uh, to really battle this out. And, um, you know, their offense is, is good. And I think they were hitting like over 300 and whatnot. So at this point in the stage, and Coach talked about it uh, with the team, is every game now, every opponent is tough. So 
you got to, you know, just come out and, and absolutely execute at a high level. And, you know, the, all, a lot of that goes into our prep work. So, uh, you know, we'll be, we'll be ready come time, but, um, you know, we're going to work really hard in practice to be ready for uh, the game on Friday. There you go. Friday, 1 o'clock, ESPN 2. Oklahoma 54-1, and winners of 46 in a row. And as I said, it was like Godzilla trampling Tokyo over the weekend, 38-3. to uh, And I thought for a while they were, it was going to be like Oklahoma scores 45 runs and gives up zero. The way that started, four home runs in the first inning, six total. I mean, they're just, they're just something else. They just cruise through that regional. This time it would be maybe a little bit different. Clemson coming in, really good pitching staff, what we just heard from JT Gasso. We'll see how it goes. If Clemson wants any shot to keep this thing close, they got to keep it a low-scoring game. You don't want to trade runs with OU. No, no, you don't. So, uh, <laughs> looking forward to it again. Uh, the Saturday game will be at noon on one of the ESPN networks. If necessary, Sunday, uh, yet to get a start time or a TV uh, listing for that matchup. All right, uh, 405-651-3439, 405 651 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I'll let you do the honors, Connor. Gunny says, when you're down, when you're down, Gunny always has some top shelf ready to lift you <laughs> yeah. up, Steely. Love that. I picture uh, <laughs> Gunny's car looking like the car that got pulled over and Cheech and Chong up in smoke. <laughs> where's the li- Where's your license? <laughs> it's on the bumper, man. It's on the bumper. Brazilian Sooner says, that's why I don't uh, tweet or get involved with recruits. I follow the news and enjoy the recruiting, but let the coaches – and experts do the talking. That's probably your best idea right there, Brazilian Sooner. It's kind of hard to stay up with recruiting, but I try not to get involved with it, and that's what leads to the message boards is people commenting on that. Yeah, it, look, message boards have been around. Look, if you're Sooner Scoop or you're OU Insider, you know, all of those uh, sites, they all have their message boards, and they, they're always pretty lit, right? Yeah, but I'm, which I'm kind of surprised because message boards to me were a big thing like back in 1995 through 2000, but they're still going strong. And, you know, because of the message board geniuses Twitter account, somebody's going to be there to take a snapshot. And again, you could be a Texas fan. Hey, man, let's put this. Hey, why don't you sign on as Boomer Bill 643 and just rip this kid? I mean, horribly. Then we'll take a screenshot. And we'll make sure we get it to message board Let's geniuses. screw over OU. I mean, that kind of stuff I'm sure goes on all the time. And look, these may all be legit, but again, every fan base Everyone does it. has a group of idiots. Everyone. Brent from Jinx says, if we were required to put our first and last name on our socials, I bet most of this crap wouldn't be on there. That's oh, what they should do. Absolutely. Wouldn't that be great name? if you had to do that on Twitter and everything? Because um, if you did say something crappy, then... Hey, we got your name. We can come attack you on social media. Well, it, it's kind of like the mob mentality, you know, and George Carlin, the great George Carlin said this very well. People as individuals, usually you meet them, they're all great. You know, this guy's yeah. tremendous. Uh, you know, this this lady's great. How nice is she? You get them in a group sometimes, uh-huh. and it's a group or mob mentality, and things can get out of control. People will do things in a large group. Or with an assumed name they wouldn't normally do. And they might be totally cool, regular people that you walk by on the street. But you get them with an assumed name or something, you know, 
let's I mean inside radio here you guys know right I can say things a lot easier as my uncle than I can as Mike Steele <laughs> yeah right that's why that character works as a crazy OU fan you guys knew that right but you know you can say things well you know that was my uncle character you know um but again I I just hope I don't Really, yeah, we just played it 405. We, we just played yeah, we the just two did. clips in the first segment, and I thought I thought he uh, addressed it in a great way, as Bob Stoops would say. I thought it was excellent. D and Choctaw, if you are tweeting hate at these high school kids, you are one of these many types of scums on this earth. I can't look. People are going to tweet at high school recruits they always have. Or, you know, I, I don't have a problem if an OU fan puts the boomer, you know, when, he lists, when, a, when a kid lists his top ten or whatever. But I don't know. I've always found it a little bit creepy tweeting right at I a high school too. kid when yeah. you're an adult. Look, you may be a great guy doing that. You know, I see Kyle Davis, one of our big listeners. Uh-huh. Good dude, really good guy. He does that a lot, but Kyle's a normal guy, and I like Kyle. But for some of the people, I don't know. Like I said, I, I really don't want to be judgmental. I just can't imagine doing it. Yeah, I can't preach this enough. I mean, I'm one of those that. Don't tag them. I mean, you can say their name, but I wouldn't tag them if you're saying something negative. If you're saying something positive, by all means, yeah, you can tag them. Okay, what else else we we got? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Steely's uncle isn't a real guy. Oh, uh, well, maybe you guys, I let the cat out of the bag. Is that David? I wonder if that's David, my uh, my buddy. David David from from Norman. Norman. Someone says, I'm changing my handle to BoomerBill643 now. <laughs> Bring all the fake accounts. Oh, man. All right, uh, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Right before we get to a break, you guys, you need to know, you like music, right? You like getting outdoors? You like great food? You like listening to some good tunes under the stars outside? Of course you do. Well, we start this Saturday, Beach and Bites 2023, presented by Coupe Ale Works over at Riverwind Casino. 38 special Blue Oyster Colts, two really, really good bands, a little bit of Southern rock and roll from uh, 38 special. Blue Oyster Colt, more classic rock, but a great mix right there, right? You've got 38 special Blue Oyster Colt on the Beach and Bites stage coming up this Saturday night. Get outdoors, see some great music. All the best local food trucks are out there. They've got games for the kids. Riverwind's got great security out there. It's a it's a kid-friendly environment. It's a great time out there. Bring your folding chairs. We've got our first show coming up Saturday night. Again, 38 Special and Blue Easter Cult. Then in June, the Gin Blossoms and Tonic on June 10th. Mark Chestnut, along with Shannon Doa and Tracy Bird, July 8th. That'll be a great trio on July 8th with a great fireworks show as well. And August 26th, Gary Allen as well. Uh, to wrap up Beats and Bites 2023. Get your tickets online at riverwind.com or at the casino box office right there outside the Showplace Theater. Beats and Bites 2023 kicks off this Saturday night. 38 special. Hold on loosely. Blue Oyster Cold. Don't fear the Reaper. Burning for you. Godzilla. I mean, some great tunes outdoors at Riverwind for Beach and Bites 2023. We'll be right back. All right, Parker will be on with uh, Tyler McComas. We're locked in beginning at 2 o'clock today. 
Good to have you guys along. Thank you for all the kind messages today. It's uh, it's been beneficial to me. I will tell you that. It's lifted me up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. And again, uh, I'm looking at uh, Gunny doing his best uh, Danny Wooderson impression there. On the, <laughs> well, people uh, want line. more uncle, too, which we here's, may have to wait till football or close to football season. Here is uh, here's the deal on uncle, why he mainly appears during football season. And again, I want a little inside radio here, but everybody already knew the deal. I mean, people aren't, you know. 99.8% people knew. A doctor once told me, if you keep doing that voice too much, you're going to strip your vocal cords. So I would do it sparingly. So I took that advice. Very deep voice. Yeah. I use my real name on social media until cancel culture. Some crazy tried to get me fired for disagreeing. Luckily, my employer saw what was happening. Never again. No, there, I look, I understand that uh, this is a strange, crazy world we're living in right now, you know, in so many ways. And there are a few people out there who deserve to be canceled for what they do. But we also go way overboard, and we're going way overboard in a lot of areas right now, in my opinion. Um, and I just don't like the lack of civility. I, I, maybe maybe I've always been a wimp at heart. I don't know. But I always try and respect other people. And, look, I don't do that every day. I lose my cool, too. Sometimes I'll call somebody a redneck or a hillbilly. Probably do that too much. I'm always mad at myself when I do. Um, but the, the lack of empathy and civility that a lot of people have just, just kind of disappoints me. But you know what? Today, you look on the tax line. And you see what people are really about, you know. You do, yeah. When it gets down to, um, you know, when um, when you're having an issue or something, and that's why 99.9% of the texters we have are great. And uh, like I said, you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, uh, my wife, Shay, got diagnosed with MS been about six months ago. We had to wait and wait and wait and wait to find a neurologist, which takes forever and we finally did. So we got, you know, uh, they got all her, you know, she, she had fallen a couple times. She hasn't fallen a bunch, but she's fallen a couple times. Just like her left side just gives out and boom. Luckily, it hasn't been a fall like where she hits her head on the floor. She just kind of collapses. And I remember the first time it happened when she was walking by me to get to the kitchen. And I'm like, oh, my, you know, and that's what it is. So that's why I wasn't here yesterday. And I wasn't here a couple of weeks ago. We just did a treatment for her, an infusion. We had to do a couple in the first two weeks. Now we do one every six months. So the next one won't be until November. But uh, people offering positive comments, thoughts, and prayers. And I appreciate every single one of those. Okay, Mule Shoe is the one creating these fake OU message board accounts to trash recruits, no question. Probably have a staff and a team dedicated at USC. Absolutely, 100%. It's got to be Mule Shoe. I really wonder if some of those coaches actually do that, sign up and <laughs> put something in the message boards. Would not be surprised if that's Mule Shoe doing it to you. I wouldn't think it would be Mule Shoe, actually. <laughs> but, you know, I think the uh, recruiting is a dirty business, man. It always has been. Well, it's the burner accounts that comes into a factor. You know a bunch of guys – have at least probably two or three, and they attack some of their opposing uh, maybe rivals or other fan bases. 
Do you think if we turned off, and look, it would be tough for me too, and I am not sitting here trying to ride some high horse because I make the same mistakes, do stupid stuff all the time. And Shay and I, you know, we might be watching a, uh, you know, a sporting event or whatever, and I'm still picking up my phone and I'm looking at it every 30, 45 seconds. Something's happening, you know, and nothing rarely happens that quickly. But I'm the same addicted person. I've got, you know, this phone might might as well just start growing into my hand and become an attachment, right? Yeah. Maybe evolution will take place and we'll just have a built-in cell phone and babies born in about 20 years. There's just a cell phone in their hand already. But, um, you know, it is, um, to me... Maybe if we just turned off all social media, the world might be a better place. That's what we got to do. It's it's it, hard to stay it, off Twitter. It's not happening, no. It's not happening. <laughs> Twitter what, and texting are my two right there. What is more likely to happen, Connor Pasby, that we turn off all social media and all of us get along again? Or is it going to be that we're all destroyed by AI, an AI robot army in like 30 years? I'm, I'm taking the AI I, robot. I'm taking the robot army, too. That will be the end of us. They can beat people in social media. It wouldn't be very close. Thank you, OU Lou. Appreciate that. Brian and Tulsa, thank you as well. Zane, I agree with you. Being civil is an act of strength. Uh, ba, 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 405. Parker always makes fun of me. That's my mind recalculating when i do that it's <laughs> yeah. like when the uh, when you get, i don't blame when, you too because there's so many texts on the Knippenmeyer show when you line. when you get on netflix and the circle spinning and spinning and spinning you know and you're finally come on da, da, man, da. what's up let's go <laughs> all right 405-651-3439 we do have tj eckert coming up on the riverwind casino hotline uh, at 135 today always a great guest for us connor is in for parker but parker is going to be here at 2 p.m. today. So looking forward to that. Trying to think what else we can get to. Did you catch some baseball early on at TCU in Kansas State? I was in there editing, and um, so I was listening to Plank, and I kept hearing the, uh, you know, oh, my gosh, there's nobody out. It's already nine to nothing, you know. <laughs> and it's it sounds like uh, – Back in the days when I was a little league pitcher, there's nobody out. It's nine to nothing already. Steelers walked 24 in a row. <laughs> it did look like some little league baseball going on. 16 to three, the final. I think that helps OU too, because Kansas State was a bubble team, but OU just needs a win one. Come on, you could do it. From the 909, you think you're bad with your phone, Steely. Try three teenage boys. It's like their third arm. Yes, like I said, evolution is eventually going to take care of that. That is, if it happens before the AI robot army destroys us, which I fully think it's going to look like Clone Wars and Star Wars. There's just going to be, all of a sudden, these AIs are just going to rise up, <laughs> you know, and they're going to have weapons, and they're going to take us over. They are. It's going to be really bad. And props to those teachers that still take away cell phones from their students for class. Because that's a big problem, too. When those kids just have their cell phones and are so attached to it in their, while they're in the classroom. Dude, I would so not want to be a teenager right now. I do not. It's I mean, bad. Pl- yeah. Being a teenager is tough enough as it is back, when, back in my day in the covered wagon days, you know. But being a teenager right now, whoo. Oh, tough. I'm really worried about social media in these next upcoming 10 years, where it's going to go. 909 is a SoCal area code. We have a mule shoe spy. <laughs> yeah, the, look at the 918 all over it. <laughs> he may be spying on here. 
Brian Atulsa says, what was with the TCU hats? I thought Texas changed their coloring to purple. That was a little strange I didn't if you see, saw that. See, I didn't see. I was in uh, in the production, the production studio, yeah. so I didn't have it on. What What do the TCU hats look like? Well, it was the first time I've seen it this year from them. They just had the T on the hat, which was purple. Oh, really? Which kind of looked like something, yeah, huh. Texas would wear. Surprised TCU would do something like that. Interesting. By the way, uh, you like golf caps like I do. Have you seen the U.S. Open caps for the L.A. Country Club? I have not, but if you show it to me, there's most likely I'm going to buy it within the first they're, five minutes. They're pretty sweet. I mean, it's a basic logo. It's just a pennant with LACC, but some of the hat designs for the U.S. Open, which is coming up uh, obviously next month, they're pretty sweet. Well, I'm just like you two. Every time I go into a golf shop, I feel like I have to get something. I can't come away oh, it's without bad. getting a shirt or a hat. All right, you know how easy it is to read the text line? Very easy. I mean, super simple because I know a guy, Dr. Bellardo. If you want to eliminate your reading glasses, if you're over 40, they put over 40 here. Over 40? <laughs> that was a long time ago. If you're old like me and you're either farsighted or you're nearsighted, you're probably going to be one or the other. That would be my guess. And uh, you want to get, you know, a consultation, get your eyes looked at. Dr. Bellardo is the guy to call. 405-755-7700. Free consultation. Call Dr. Bellardo. He has worked with me. I've known him for years and years and years. It is a super professional, comfortable environment. He's a good dude. His staff, they're great. They will do a great job for you at the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. Call today. Again, they've been the leaders in vision correction for a long time now in the city area. Call today, 405-755-7700. Get a free consultation from Dr. Bellardo or go online to ALCOK.com. Like they always say, if you want to see far or you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. All right, we've got a lot more texts on the way. We'll talk more Sooner football, a lot of Sooner football today again. And uh, Bedlam Baseball, round five today in the Big 12 Tournament, 4 o'clock at Globe Life Field. Coming right back here on The Ref. All right, welcome back. Has there ever been a uh, two-person band in rock and roll as cool as the White Stripes? They're pretty good. Don't give me like Sonny and Cher. That's pop music. You know. Did Meg ever say much? I don't think so. Meg White. But this is the song for kickoffs for college football. I don't know. Get she you fired up. She might be the second coolest drummer of all time, female drummer of all time, behind Karen Carpenter of the Carpenters. Yes, Karen Carpenter was a drummer as well. Greatest female voice, in my opinion. My opinion. Music is all subjective, but... So, yes, I just admitted, first of all, 75% of our audience has, well, maybe not 75, 50% of our audience has no idea who the Carpenters even are. Karen Carpenter died in like 83, I think. Pretty pretty young. For- but Karen Carpenter drumming with the Carpenters with that voice made it super cool. So uh, I believe one one year that she won the Rolling Stone like uh, Reader's Poll for Greatest Drummer, and they just decided nice. they were going to put Karen Carpenter out there. <laughs> Z- the Zane drummer. says, are we kicking off? Almost, Zane. We're not quite there. <laughs> hey, um, Romulus uh, texted me a question, and it is, Steely, you covered recruiting. What was the strangest story that you remember? Well, I've talked about this. It's been a long time. Tenacious D was pretty good. Yeah, they, they were they were almost – 
a comedy act as well. But uh, male and female, you know, is what I'm talking about. But Tenacious D, love Tenacious D, 918. Uh, so anyway, Romulus asking about the strangest thing that I can remember. Uh, the recruiting story that I remember following more than anything else was The Courting of Marcus Dupree. And, of course, there is a book called The Courting of Marcus Dupree, and it's about 800 pages. If you can find that, pick it up. And it is, yeah, I know that, 310. Um, it's you know, it's not the outsider's house, obviously, but because uh, the guy from uh, House of Pain has that, has kept that going. But, yeah, Jack White's a cool dude. Anyway, I'm getting off kilter here. So it was the Marcus Dupree was the one that I can remember consuming everybody at the time. And he eventually goes to Oklahoma. But I can remember, um, again, on that day, signing day. Uh, this would have been later, I believe. Hartley Dykes is one what class. Anyway, Hartley Dykes, Oklahoma State, goes to Oklahoma State. But there wasn't a lot of talk, hardly any talk, about Oklahoma State with Hartley Dykes. At least that was, um, you know, not – that was kind of under the radar with Oklahoma State and Hartley Dykes. But I remember being on a telephone here in this building when it was KNOR. I was still in college at OU, and my job was, Mike, get on with Bay City, Texas. Hartley Dykes is making his decision. He's going to let everybody know. This was signing day. It wasn't a commitment. And as soon as you get the, uh, the news, you know, come let us know so we can break it. So I'm on hold. I've got a secretary in Bay City, Texas. And, like, uh, I, I was asked for the football office and everything. Well, no, everybody's in the gym. And I'm, like, I'm trying to find out Hartley Dyke's decision where he's going to school. Well, I'm sorry. I can't be down there for you. I said, can you do this? Can you have, do you la have, like, an assistant or a student assistant that can go? And as soon as, you know, Hartley makes his announcement in the gym or wherever it is, have that student run back, tell you who it is, and then you can tell me. I guess I can do that, sir. Okay. Well, I'll wait. So I'm waiting, phone next to my ear, and all of a sudden I hear a little commotion. I hear some in the background and everything. Clearly, it's from way back in the gym. And then I hear the phone rustling around. Sir, Hartley's going to Oklahoma State. I'm like, what? Is Oklahoma? Nope, Hartley's going to Oklahoma State. And I'm like, uh, oh, are you sure about that, Oklahoma State? Yeah. Is it Oklahoma State? Oklahoma State, right? Yeah. Yes, it's Oklahoma State. And so it was supposed to be, if I remember right, between Oklahoma, Texas A&M, and Illinois at the time. We're talking about the USA Today High School Player of the Year, Hartley Dykes. Ends up being a really good uh, receiver, again, at Oklahoma State. Played in the NFL for a while. But this guy was heavily recruited. Now, again, Oklahoma State was able to get get Hartley to Stillwater. There, there were the, hey, they weren't even in the consideration. Well, at least they were flying under the radar. I think yeah. some people probably knew, obviously, but they were flying way under the radar. But here's the deal: Hartley Dykes would later be called the Typhoid Mary of college football because Hartley Dykes got was it four or five schools on probation? OU. OSU, <laughs> Illinois, Texas A&M, and there may have been another one, but I know it was that those four schools. So, and money was changing hands back then yeah. too, or Trans Ams or Under something. Under the desk. But 
I don't know if it was SMU bad, but still. Uh, so it would be Hartley Dykes was the most unusual one because all right, because I'm told, hey, Hartley Dykes is picking between OU, Texas A&M, and Illinois. As soon as we get the information, Mike relay it to us. You know, so I'm like, all right, OU, A&M, Illinois. You know, I've got like three. I'm ready to circle one, and that's when you know Hartley picked Oklahoma State. You know, I'm like, what? So. Very strange, but I love when Sports Illustrated did call him the Typhoid Mary of college football. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. Uh, Someone said Billy Sims, too, a true Sooner. I think oh, talking Billy, about some crazy uh, – Billy Sims was huge. Recruiting. Hooks, Texas, number one player in the country. Barry Switzer used to call him, you know, at halftime of games. From, uh, Billy Sims worked at a gas station on the weekends yeah. in Hooks, Texas. He would call him, <laughs> hell, Billy, we're ain't half a hundred on there. You know, so anyway. Steely, please play Rainy Days and Mondays going into the break. Time that the youngsters knew. Get that okay. done. Yeah, we may have to cue it up to the audio part portion, but I'm sure Connor can do that. But do that. Karen Carpenter is one of my favorite voices of all time. I wish she would have kept eating. She would have been around a lot longer. You know, she had anorexia and was, I mean, golly, it was a horrible, 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 horrible deal. But uh, Rainy Days and Mondays by the Carpenters, great song. Super, I mean, they've got so many good ones. And again, when she gets on the drum kit, it's really cool. Under the desk, transactions did not include money. Just saying, yeah, I think a lot of those were, uh, there, there were some cars that showed up in parking lots, including in Norman back in the day that I can remember. Like, this doesn't quite look right. This is, what? That's a brand new Trans Am, <laughs> you know? <laughs> So, anyway. OU rented a house on Sim Street so they could watch him. Uh, that wouldn't surprise me. All right, we got to get out of here for hour number one. True, good memories there, yeah, absolutely. And then David Overstreet from Big Sandy, Texas, came in the uh, next year in that class, and he was the number one running back in Texas, and I think he was one or two in the country. All right, we'll bring uh, the Carpenters in a little bit later. Let's get out of here for hour number one, coming right back on the ref. Yes, yes, we do, right here on the ref. Yeah, we got two men talking. All right, welcome back. Hour number two, right here on the home of Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Network. Bedlam Baseball today, the Sooners and the Cowboys, 4 o'clock in Arlington. And uh, the Cowboys won 3 of 4, and they have, uh, well, I mean, Outside of the Braden Carmichael game, they have dominated Oklahoma. They've outscored the Sooners 43 to 16, took two of three in Bettleman Norman last weekend, three of four for the season, four o'clock today at Globe Life Field. If the Sooners, you know, don't win a game and they're two and out, they're not getting in, right? I mean, they got to win. I don't think so, unless they get some help from some yeah, other teams. Yeah, they need some help. I mean, I'm not saying they don't belong. I, you know, the uh, conference record certainly hurts them. But I think if they win a game, they've got a, I don't know, what, a 6 out of 10 shot, if particularly you beat Oklahoma State, you know. Yeah, if you win, win one game, I think you're in. But if you win the first game, obviously you can go on a big run and win yeah. a few more in the Big 12th uh, tournament. But two it's important ga- to just win one. Two games, I feel like they'll be in. One game, pretty good shot. Out in two games, probably not. It's just tough that they got matched up with OSU again because it feels like OSU's got OU's number for yeah. this year. No doubt. Uh, so, again, like I said, they've outscored the Sooners in their four games, 43-16. to 16. So, 
Anyway, all right, 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Appreciate you guys very much. Wade in Oklahoma City, didn't the cash in the FedEx envelope bring down Jackie Cheryl at A&M with Dykes? Um, are you thinking of the uh, – was it was that the Chris Mills, Kentucky situation? I don't know. I'm thinking that was the Chris Mills, Kentucky situation in basketball. But maybe you're right on that. All I know is that A&M got in trouble with Harley Dykes recruiting him as well. So, real to Chris, that was supposed to be tawdry, but you took a high road direction. Congratulations. You, sir, are tawdry. We need a weekly Steelman song, Big Rich says. That's right, Big Rich. You got to get that done. Well, today it's Rainy Days and Mondays nope. by the Carpenters. I professed my love for the Carpenters during the first hour. Um Big Karen. Karen Carpenter, to me, is the female voice that I love the most. And like I said, when she was on the drum kit, you go to YouTube and you you find Rainy Days and Mondays on YouTube. There is a Vivo video of where they're doing that live. And you go to about the three-minute mark on that, and you will see Karen Carpenter drumming while doing the vocals. Nice. Which And look, I mean, that happens in bands. It's happened. Don Henley does it with the Eagles. Obviously, Phil Collins, Genesis, there have been a lot of drummers who have done vocals, but none at the level of Karen Carpenter. Brian Natulsa says, grew up on the Carpenters thanks to my dad. Rainy days and Mondays along with Superstar are my favorite songs by them. But there's a kind of hush as my third all-time. Yeah, that voice to me is pure honey from uh, from Karen Carpenter. I Like I said, I've got uh, a lot of the Carpenter stuff on vinyl. When I fire up you know, the stereo, I'll put it back on and... I just and uh, if I'm not on commercial radio, sometimes uh, w- when we flip, you know, in Shay's vehicle, she has Sirius. Sometimes I'll say, "70s on seven, please." <laughs> not the '70s again. Oh yeah, '70s on seven, please. That's that's my wheelhouse. We'll, right we'll get the Carpenters playing here in a little bit for listeners. Okay. Uh, by the way, in Game One today at the Big Twelve tournament, TCU just absolutely hammered Kansas State sixteen to two in a run rule. All right. Uh, why don't we do this, Connor? Pull up the Adam Brenneman clip. Adam Brenneman. Uh, you guys might know his podcast. We played some clips from his podcast before talking about Oklahoma football. Well, he was around the OU program during spring game week, and he has visited uh, with Brent Vittables. He knows what's going on at the University of Oklahoma. And, uh, you know, you hear some of the national people say, I mean, there are some that are still favorable. I know Joel Klatt saying that Oklahoma can bounce back. There are some national people saying that Oklahoma is going to have a much better second season under Brent Venables. Nationally, though, some of those people who are going for the hot takes, oh, Oklahoma, please, six and seven, you're going to the SEC, good luck. Well, I I think one of the reasons – that a lot of Sooner fans still believe is they hear what Brent says, and even though he's super long-winded, he's very passionate, and he believes what he says. Now, the jury's still out here. We don't know what the verdict's going to be eventually on Brent. I'm still thinking Brent Venables is going to be the right pick for Oklahoma. Here's what Adam Brenneman said. He gave uh, his thoughts after his visit to Oklahoma and talking with Brent Venables. Here's what he had to say about what's going on at OU. You know, the, the one thing I would say that maybe I had a, a, a mis- misconception of before I really got around the program, you know, Coach Venables to the outside world and to me before before I really got around them was, is known as kind of a, an old school guy, right? You know, you, you kind of think of Coach, Coach V and you think of a guy who, 
you know, may not be all in on NIL, may kind of want to do things in an old, in, in old school way, you know, defensive guy, different than a lot of other head coaches that you see in college football, different than, than, than some of the, the, the new wave of head coaches. But what, what impressed me the most is, is really how balled in that program is on the new wave of college football, which is NIL, which is content, which is athlete media, which is uh, empowering your athletes and giving young guys a platform and um, hitting the transfer portal. You know, I, I think they've done a really good job. They bought into the facilities race. I mean, that facility is as good as any as any I've been around in the country. Um, you know, their Jordan partnership, the, the NIL programs they have, and you know, the, all all the support they have off the field. Um, you know, for the guys and an NIL standpoint. There's a lot of programs in the country that wouldn't even let their players do a podcast like that. I mean, they, they let they let two young players go on and talk about OU football, whatever they want to say. Uh, that that wouldn't happen at a, at a lot of places. And I think Coach Venables has done a really good job of being innovative, kind of buying into the new wave and the new era of college football. You know, even if you're an old school coach or whatever, or you're old school with your business approach, what do the successful people do? They adapt. Yeah, you know, you evolve or die. If you're if you're not willing to look, I I'm as hard headed as they come when it comes to new stuff. Man, I got to get on Twitter. Are you kidding me? Jeez, I'm right okay, okay. Guess what? I kind of like Twitter, except for <laughs> the lack of civility. But uh, you have to, and it, you know, Brent. Everybody kind of thought, well, the portal, Brent won't be real, really big in the portal. Guess what? Brent needed help, immediate help. Guess what provides that? The portal. I mean, Mule and he Shoe, got help. Mule Shoe is Mr. Portal. Now, Mule Shoe is Mr. Quick Fix, you know, probably cut a few corners kind of guy. Uh, Brent, I think, will be is trying to build a foundation that is not going to crack when you get into the SEC. And I love that from Brennan, a good voice for college football. And yes, Brent's going to do it the right way. He knows college football. It's changing, and I like old school guys, and I like BV, and he's going to get this going uh, the right direction. So good to hear from that. Well, OU under Muleshoe was, uh, you know, fun offense, great quarterback play. I'm not, I've never said that Muleshoe is not a good uh, offensive mind. He's really good, very creative. He's a almost a guru. I don't know what you consider. What uh, what what a guru really means, but Lincoln Riley is as good as there is. There's no doubt. But they were soft. And, again, you don't win in life being soft in many places. And you're certainly not going to beat, uh, you know, these teams that are a lot more physical in, uh, in the championship. Now, they, they should have beat Georgia. They should have. Yeah. But they were also soft because they didn't go for it on fourth down, right? And – all, you know, the squib kick and some of the stupid stuff. But I think that Brent has a game plan and a long-term plan. Um, in fact, let's pull up another clip. I had one today that I thought this one makes sense with that clip. Brent, uh, BB is still a believer in his long-term plan. Because, again, 6-7, and seven, that, that shouldn't happen at Oklahoma. And I don't – you know, OU fans can be super peeved and PO'd about that because it was embarrassing. And, yes, Muleshoe took a lot of the players. Okay, the roster was not completely gutted, but there was some gut damage. But, again, you're Oklahoma, you don't go 6-7. and seven. And some of the stuff that happened on game day, I mean, you saw that Brent hasn't been a head coach yet. 
But I do believe that he's passionate enough, smart enough, and has surrounded himself with a good staff, not only the coaches, but people like Thad Turnipseed and, uh, you know, J.R. Sandlin and all these guys. I think they have what it takes. And Brent said recently in an interview that, you know, despite what happened, he's frustrated. He's still a believer in his long-term vision. You know, for me, you know, I've always had my guard up, you know, even, you know, whether it's through failure, and I've had plenty of it. You know, I had a whole life's worth right here this last season. You know, I've never been on a team that's been six and seven. And I don't like it in any way. But, you know, I've got clear vision on, on what we got to do to improve that. And, uh, you know, but I, I think that the failure, even though it, you know, tastes sour, kind of like that Sour Patch Kids, you put it in the mouth, it's like, wow, water your eyes. But, you know, you just keep, keep the faith. You know, next thing you know, there's a sweet spot here at the end of that thing. So uh, that is what will happen. And, uh, but you got to keep the faith. You know, you got to have clear vision. Uh, you got to uh, be willing to adapt and improvise. Uh, don't deviate from your beliefs. Things that you know, values that you know, uh, you know, foundation in what it takes to be successful. There you go. And again, I think with this year's schedule, uh, they should go out. They should win at least nine games. I think they're going to win ten. I think they're going to win ten. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying if they don't get to that, that, you know, Brent needs to go. He still needs time. But you got to go out and win at least nine games with the schedule this year. And, you know, you can't have as many of those one-score games go against you. You've got to make more plays. And last year, it, they just weren't making plays, particularly on third down and fourth down. And when the game was on the line, when they had to make a play, first one that stands out is what? Adrian Martinez, right? Get off, get off the field and get tackle him. Get off the him. field. And, uh, yeah, being soft gets you an L against Tulane. Yeah, you're right, Brian. Uh, <laughs> did the defensive philosophy change under Muleshoe or was it an issue with players? I, you know, I think – I usually say it's more with players. But I don't know, you know, I, I don't know that – I would say that Alex Grinch was playing maybe mid-level checkers and you've got a chess master and Brent Venables, but the pieces, he didn't have enough pieces last year. He was missing a few. So we'll see. But they've got to be better. The jury is very much still out on Brent as a head coach. I think he's going to be great eventually. But last year, there's no way you can look at that and say, oh, yeah, 100%, you know. I mean, there were some, some times where they looked – there was a deer in headlights look over there. Yeah, and what just sucks in being in so many close games. Some of those, yeah, just take care of business against teams that really shouldn't be on your level. So it was very stressful. It felt like every week uh, being in so many close games and uh, count, really counting on your defense to get a stop on some of those third and fourth downs, and some of that didn't happen. Get, get better players, guess what? They'll make more of those plays. And what did they do last year in their first real recruiting class where they had a year? They had a great class. Great class. Three five-stars, uh, number four in the country. I think they'll keep recruiting at a high level. The facilities are getting better and better and better. You've got Thad Turnipseed, the best in the business, to kind of lead that. You've got everything you need, uh, particularly as this new facility is being built. It's even going to be better. So, um, I, I think this is the right crew to lead. Well, and he's got he's got the right staff. He's got a staff around him that has a winning culture, and they know what it takes. Todd Bates at Clemson. He's been with Brent Venables. He's been a part of championships. So that's what's going to help too. 
right, let's break right here. 405-651-3439. on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. T.J. Eckert joining us at 135. We'll talk Sooner football, little Oklahoma softball, Big 12 baseball. We'll probably jump into a little PGA conversation. Michael Block is going to be playing at the Colonial beginning tomorrow. We need, uh, if you play PGA Tour 2K23, we need a Michael Block in PGA Tour 2K23. Oh. Wait a minute. Did I just go to heaven? That's <laughs> what we needed. I mean, Karen Carpenter, the greatest female vocalist for me, and plays the drums too. I might cry during this commercial. Stay with us. Coming right back. Man, they love Karen Carpenter on the text line. That's good to know. I guess we had the wrong song that they wanted. Really? I thought they wanted uh, Rainy Days and uh, Mondays. I think that's a line from the song. Maybe. Oh, okay. Written song. I did not know that song was written by Leon Russell, Tulsa's very own. Wow. I did not. I learned something today. I thought I was a music genius. Don't you remember you told me you love me, baby? Another That was written by Leon, too? Leon, yeah. Wow, that's great. That's another great. I mean, look. I love the Carpenters. I love the Carpenter, the greatest Carpenter of all time, who's our my savior. And I love the Carpenters. So, anyway, I was thinking about this, and uh, the Carpenters would be considered a a wimpy group, right? They're really, a, I mean, they're a group, but they're kind of a duo. But my top four wimpy groups that I still love, the Carpenters, one, Bread, number two, which was a group based in Tulsa, David Gates, lead singer. Bread, number two. Seals and Crofts, number three. And England Dan and John Ford Coley, number four. These are called wimpy groups? I'm saying they might be, some people would say, they're kind of soft rock, wimpy (laughs) groups. You know, they're the opposite of Iron Maiden. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going with the Carpenters. Bread, Seals and Crofts, John Ford Coley. Loggins and Messina, pretty good. Pretty good. good. Loggins and Messina. I mean, I wouldn't put them in my top four, but pretty good. Yeah, there you go. Hey, let's hear from Skip Johnson as the Sooners uh, get ready for Bedlam today against Oklahoma State, 4 o'clock, Globe Life Field. The uh, first game out of the shoot today in Arlington was total, absolute domination. TCU 16, Kansas State 2 in a run rule. Sooners have lost three of four to uh, Oklahoma State uh, this season, including two of three in Norman over the weekend. Let's hear from Skip Johnson. Uh, T. Rowe asked Skip Johnson the obvious question this morning. Where do you feel like you are right now, Coach, NCAA tournament-wise? What do you need to do this week? Well, I think yeah, we have to win one or two games. It depends on what the automatic bids are. I mean, uh, um, I think if we were to start today, we'd be in. Uh, but – you know, that's you never know what those guys are thinking. Uh, you know, I think our, I think, why are we, why are we playing uh, the toughest schedule we're playing? I mean, it's a, it's 
so that's that's the thing. The RPI is is a big deal, and uh, uh, I think we got to win one or two games, and I think we'll be in. There you go. All right, that's Skip this morning uh, on the T Row in the Morning Show. Uh, Toby also asked Skip, "How do you go about keep in mind Oklahoma State's averaging?" just under 12 runs a game in four meetings with Oklahoma this year. And think about what Braden Carmichael did. That number could have been a lot worse. But how do you stop Oklahoma State's powerful lineup? you got to try to disrupt their timing as much as possible. So, I mean, they're, they're good. And, uh, um, and, I mean, they are hot right now, and they're big and they're strong and they're, uh, they're older. Uh, there's a lot of things that they do, a lot of, a lot of good things. And, uh you just got to make sure you play baseball and play defense. You got to get your outs on time and you got to get ahead and uh, you got to, you know, you got to take it one pitch at a time. I mean, it's, that's the thing. You, I mean, you can't just go out there and, and not be present. You got to be present. You, to be a good team, you got to be present and you got to make plays that sometimes you normally don't make. There you go. Skip Johnson on this morning again, OU and OSU. At around, supposed to start again at 4 o'clock today at Globe Life Field. That's the Sooner Weekly Update brought to you by Wade Electric, your trusted electrical experts for your home or business. Contact them at 405-329-1940. Oklahoma softball again Friday, 1 o'clock ESPN2. Sooners hosting the Super Regional in Norman, hosting Clemson. And again, uh, Oklahoma last week just dominated, absolutely obliterated the rest of the regional in Norman uh, with Missouri, Cal, and uh, Hofstra. 38-3, to they outscored the op- opposition. And uh, four home runs, again, in the first inning against Cal was spectacular. So uh, Oklahoma and Clemson, again, Friday, 1 o'clock on ESPN2. We know the Saturday game will be at noon on one of the ESPN networks. Sunday, if necessary, no uh, time has been uh, – really, it's TBD. It's to be determined. Uh, for Sunday. And uh, the odds are there probably won't be a game on Sunday. <laughs> Sooner, uh, softball updates are brought to you by Orthostat in Norman. Injuries certainly aren't convenient, but you know what it is? Orthostat. Same day orthopedic care. No appointment needed. Call Orthostat 405-515-5575 or visit ouchorthostat.com to learn more. All right. Back to the text line you go. Steely, you've got to have America in your top five. If I went to five, America would probably be five, now that I think about it. The 918 says, Ted Roof and the three-man front. Yes. That's up there. I, th- I see them as a little bit more of a jazz ensemble. They're ja- yes, they're jazz. Maybe. Steely Seals and Croft. Uh, not to be confused with the psychedelic 70s cartoon writer Sid and Marty Croft. Oh, yeah. Those guys were definitely doing weed. <laughs> Did I say Seals and Crofts? Did I Seals, Seals and Croft. Yeah. Uh, Sid and Marty Croft, you know, H.R. Puffin stuff. What do you think that meant? You know, as kids, we had no idea. But H.R. Puffin stuff was one of the characters. You had Lidsville. I mean, come on. And they, they were on psychedelics, and those... Saturday morning morning cartoons. Hey, you guys want to watch some HR puppet stuff? <laughs> sure, Mom. Sure, why not? And little did we know, like, man, it was all about the weed, man. <laughs> it was all about the weed. Uh, Sooner Gundy says, where's uh, Christopher Cross on that list? I like some Christopher Cross. It's not bad. Little River Band, no air supply, all good selections. I've got albums from all of them. Yes. They're honorable mention. 
But again, uh, I, I love the Carpenters, and I really like bread, too. It's, it's bad because, you know, it's so – I'll just be totally honest with you guys. I can be driving down the radio if I hear a song from my childhood and it makes me think of my dad. Boom, the tears, the waterfall yeah. starts. But uh, I always – Stay with the song, and some of those songs are a Carpenter's song. Some of those might be, you know, anything that takes me back to my childhood. Has there's a one in ten chance that, you know, it, the waterworks are going to start. Maybe better than that. Maybe close to fifty percent. Well, all those songs could really touch you. Well, I think anything that takes you back. I always, you know, think that people usually their favorite music is the music they grew up on as a kid right that's why i'm on the 70s on seven if i'm ever off commercial radio you know so. big rich and okc with his voice and georgia boy i see roost group being southern rock yes uh brian a random one iron butterfly and it gotta defeat it remember the uh the the words were supposed to be in the garden of eden but those lyrics were rejected i don't know if it was the record company but that was going to be way too uh, tawdry or, you know, blasphemous. So, yes, you know, you could in the garden of it. You can hear the lyrics, but it, they changed it to in a God of Vida. Okay. ABBA and the Bee Gees. Not bad. Good choices as well. How about Gordon Steelfoot? <laughs> yeah. I like that guy's you redemption know, of the admin uh, Fitzgerald. Yes, there you go. Now... You know who lives with H.R. Puff and stuff and resides in Lidsville? <laughs> Gunny of Stutzman Gunny, Army. Yes, no 100%. Doubt. All right, we got a break right here. T.J. Eckerd coming up on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. That is next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. All right, let's uh, hit up the Riverwind Casino Hotline. More about what's happening uh, at Riverwind coming up here a little later. But I can tell you, you need to be there Saturday night for Beats and Bites. 38 Special Blue Oyster Colt. I'll fill you in with more details coming up. But first, T.J. Eckerts, our friend in Tulsa, joining us on the Riverwind Casino Highline. T.J., how's the week going for you? Not too bad. A little uneventful because we had Live, then we had the PGA, and mm-hmm. now it's just, we're back to, what, Charles Schwab? So it's like, eh, yeah, the golf world's kind of boring this week. I know. Sometimes my life revolves around the golf world, too. But I will tell you this. The Michael Block story to me was oh. my favorite story of the sports weekend, and nothing else was close. As good as OU no. softball was, everything. This was a Disney movie in the making before what happened on 15 on Sunday when yeah, and, you know he flew it in the hole and got the ace. Yeah, and, you know, honestly, and I made the point on social media, like Brooks kept on winning the PGA. That's a, that's a big story, obviously, in the Live versus PGA Tour debate and all that stuff. Like, that's – that's a big deal, and we're not downplaying that at all. But Michael Block was the story of the tournament, which is crazy to think about. And, uh, yeah, just cra- that 15 hole on Sunday just was like the cherry on top of what was a giant, giant ice cream Sunday. it seemed like, with, with all the putts that were falling and some of the crazy up and downs he had. And I mean, he, I think he said his largest check in a golf tournament before that was 70000 which is still pretty impressive. But won almost three hundred grand there at the PGA. Now he's here and uh, and playing this week in Dallas or in Fort Worth, I guess. So got the it's, Canadian it's Open story. invite too. Yeah. So uh, it's you know here's here's what I hope doesn't happen. We find like some tweets from eight years ago. I don't know if he's even on Twitter, but it always seems when there's a great story, there's something that you know. 
But I love the reaction at his club there in California. The guy is so mm-hmm. genuine, so real. I love that he was playing with Rory, and Rory yeah. embraced him, you know, because Rory, I think, is really a good dude. I think he is. Uh, needs to, you know, uh, win, win another major. Uh, it would be nice. But uh, that was great, and he was so fired up about the pairing. So it was a great story. Okay, what do you make of these Davian Sims committing – again to Oregon and the message board geniuses caught some Oklahoma fans who weren't very happy about it. Uh, what do you think of the, the whole mess reaction to that and how it, how it went down? I've always been one to uh, not have a reaction to a teenager making a decision. Steely. Um, I feel like that's, 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 that made my life pretty easy. Um, but other people, it's just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why people get so, you know, one way or the other, but really mainly the negative way. I don't know why people get so negative uh, about what a kid decides he wants to do, especially when he's going to college. I, I, I will point out, and it's been pointed out by many, especially OU fans, and I think you know some other national media people have pointed it out, like those four or five comments that were out on the message boards obviously do not represent not only Oklahoma's fan base, but any fan base. Because any fan base, if you look up a message board, is going to have negative comments like yep. that, right? So. I think I think it's been good to see people obviously come out and say, "Hey, yeah, no, this is not the reaction that every OU fan has. It's not the the general opinion of all OU fans." Uh, but there are some people who just live and die by this stuff and live and die by the recruiting rankings and and the recruiting world. And so, uh, it's a shame that that's kind of where they they hang their hat. And it's unfortunate that those comments come to light. I, I would imagine they won't have any big impact. I know some other recruits were quote tweeting and kind of had the eyeball emojis or the you know, they're kind of surprised by some of the comments. But, again, I think I think there's going to be some people that say stuff like that anywhere you go. Yeah, I, I agree. So, uh, what's what's going on with Kevin Wilson and uh, Tulsa football? Uh, is the buzz still pretty positive? And uh, is Kevin Wilson, are you, you guys buddies now? And what's happening there? <laughs> he has retweeted a couple of my tweets, which has been positive. So, there, there's a, maybe a Twitter olive branch has been extended his way, which is which is good. Uh, you know, they just hired a new defensive coordinator from Tennessee Martin, which is good because they didn't have a defensive coordinator after uh, their previous hire left and went to Indiana. So it's it's good that they kind of have that now in their back pocket. They don't even have to ask them questions about that anymore. Uh, they just announced a couple grad transfer signings, one being Ben Kapinski, who had a, a couple a couple decent years at Oklahoma State as a defensive lineman. Uh, really played quite a bit this last year. I think he was a walk-on and then ended up getting a scholarship and then it actually played into a decent role the past couple of years. And so, uh, you know, things are obviously right now it's a little bit quiet given we're kind of in the, the off season before the real season starts. But uh, everything from camp seemed to be positive. The players that stuck around seemed to really enjoy kind of the shift in energy, the shift in mindset during camp, kind of more of an old-school style with Kevin Wilson, as you know, with being in Oklahoma and, and seeing kind of how he coached and operated through throughout his time in Norman. So I think the players that are there have really kind of bought into it. And it'll uh, be interesting to see how the summer workouts and the beginning of fall camp goes because old school fall camp is a little bit different than what the new school fall camp is. And I'd be curious to see how those players react. TJ Eckert, our guest on the Riverwind Casino Hotline at 405-329-9000. All right, I know that you've been on with us and you think Brent's going to have a better year and the Sooners going to have a bounce-back season uh, this fall. But um, – what do you think is realistic again for Oklahoma? What would like the ceiling be and what would the floor be you think on this Oklahoma football team uh, next fall? 
Yeah, I think honestly, Steve, it's 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 probably a similar answer between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma's ceiling is higher, but the schedule I think plays out pretty well for both of our schools. Like I think I think both teams have a pretty good chance to have decent years, and it, and maybe not necessarily because they've both drastically improved. And you can make an argument that neither team like drastically improved, but both teams have a fairly a fairly easy schedule, I would say. And so I think for OU, the ceiling would be would be making or winning the Big 12 championship and, and then seeing what kind of happens from there. You don't, It's kind of hard to predict what happens in the playoff and playoff rankings and all that. That's the ceiling. Like I feel like the schedule lends itself to that. you got to think there will be some improvements, especially on the defensive side of the ball with some of the impact transfers that were brought in. Uh, and then the floor would be probably the exact same thing that happened last season, just a, you know, an offense that just appears to lack explosiveness at times, a defense that allows too many explosive plays, still trying to fit in. Uh, the scheme that Brent Venables brought in and trying to juggle all the new pieces that you bring in. So, I mean, that's a real thing. If, if your transfers don't mesh and, and they don't, you know, align with the system that you're running, that, that, that stuff can happen. So uh, there, it, that's a pretty wide margin for error. Normally you, you, wanna, you don't want it to be, you don't want it to be that big, right? Going from a six and six, six and seven season to potentially 11 and one winning big 12 and making the playoff. Like that's a pretty wide disparity of ranges there but that's just what it feels like with this team is that the, this thing honestly feels like it can go really well or it feels like it can be the exact same thing that we saw last season all right tj eckard with us here on the uh, riverwind casino hotline uh we talk a lot about Bren and what's happening what could happen in year two i want to know about mike gundy how do you think huh. big 12 mike gundy not this fall but once the sooners in texas are out of the league do you think Mike Gundy will be any different? It seems like, you know, is, is he on the uh, Bobby Bowden, Joe Paterno plan now at at uh, at OSU? Is he just going to coach forever or what? It seems like that's kind of his mindset. I mean, last year, last this past season he had a press conference. I can't remember if it was before the opener. It might have been the Bedlam Week press conference. I can't remember, but I was there for it. And he was talking about coaching past 65 and, and how that was a real thing and how he kind of felt like that might have been you know, 60-65 might have been the time where he was going to start considering hanging up, but he, he said he feels good. Uh, you remember the press, the, the, the sound bites that kind of went viral with him saying he doesn't really do anything anymore. He just kind of manages. He's like the CEO. <laughs> yeah. he, he gets paid to think, I think, was the sound bite that everybody loved. So, you know, if he feels that way and if OSU continues to feel okay with that mindset, then, I, yeah, he may, he may not retire. He may be there in, until he's, he's ready to, to go you know, both physically and within the job. So, I, you know what? I would imagine that his, his personality won't change, although you can make an argument, Steely, that, that once, once OU and Texas are gone, OSU, maybe not the big dog in the conference, but Mike Gundy could certainly be considered the, the big dog in the yeah. conference once they leave. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. Hey, TJ, always great checking in with you. We'll do it again next week. And, uh, again, appreciate your time. We will uh, – Look forward to uh, seeing Michael Block maybe one at Colonial this weekend. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing him uh, make the cut, make a run towards that, that, that partner plaid jacket you get at the end. That would be awesome. Thanks, TJ. All right, hey, TJ Ecker joining us here on the ref. You know, and uh, Joe Paterno is kind of like, Joe Paterno. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, that is one of, the, uh, one of the things that surprised me more than anything else. Because Joe Paterno was thought of as a saint there, man. He was, yes. And then, you know, the library contributions, everything, you know. He was the one who was quoted saying, I don't want to turn the college football world over to the likes of Barry Switzer and Jackie Sherrill. 
and you know the coke bottle glasses oh he was all about but man that i'll still never forget when they had the visuals of them hauling the statue away yeah at in state college he did, he did so many great things for penn state before the situation started coming up and it started taking a turn very south at penn state uh, it was uh the whole deal what a what a <laughs> ugh. Ugh, sickening okay we got a break right here. Come back. We've got one more award-winning, maybe, segment on the way. Uh, Leon was out there with the wrecking crew at Capitol, wrote and played on a lot of hits. Yes. There you go. Uh, the Diamond Ring and the Monster Mash, for example. That's good information there. Good information. Santa John, you need to check out the bridge on Sirius. Oh, I've been to the bridge. <laughs> the bridge. I've spent some time on the bridge, Santa John. Right I'm down curious. memory lane. I don't want to tout a satellite service too much, <laughs> yeah. but when I've been over there, I've, I've spent some time on the bridge. Believe me, I like it. All right. Break time coming right back. One more segment to go. We're getting locked in at the top of the hour. Parker will be in with Tyler again today. Coming right back. All right. Welcome back. One more segment to go. Are you ready to get outdoors, ladies and gentlemen, and have a great time and party, party, party? Of course you are. Party at the Moon Tower. Actually, the party's at Riverwind Casino this weekend. Beats and Bites 2023 gets underway, presented by Coop Aleworks 38 Special and Blue Oyster Cult this Saturday. Outdoors at Riverwind. It's going to be a great time. You haven't been out there, bring your folding chairs. You can bring the kids. Younger kids get in free. You will have an unbelievable time. And if you're looking for food options, well, they've got all the best local food trucks out there. And maybe you think, well, you know what? We'd rather eat indoors. Well, you've got Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. You've got a great food court at Riverwind. And uh, you've got options there as well. Craft beer from Coop Ale Works. You know what they're all about. And, uh, again, they've got games for the kids. You're going to have a uh, variety of music on the same stage. Well, not at the same time, but 38 Special, a little uh, Southern Rock, uh, Blue Oyster Cold, a little more classic rock, but some great tunes there happening this Saturday night. All we need is Ted Roof and the three-man front to open for both of them, and then it would be – but it's, it's going to be an awesome night, no doubt about it, coming up Saturday night. Then in June, June 10th, the uh, Gin Blossoms – uh, and Tonic, July 8th, Mark Chestnut, Shenandoah, Tracy Bird, all on the Beach and Bite stage July 8th with a great fireworks show to follow, August 26th, Gary Allen. So, you know what? It's kind of like, you know what Riverwind's all about? Winning, dining well, great service, great promotions. But as uh, Jack Black said in School of Rock, too, it's about the music, man. And it's about the music this weekend. This Saturday, 38 Special and Blue Oyster Cult out at Riverwind. Get your tickets online, all right, riverwind.com. Or if you're going to stop by, if you're going to be at the casino, the box office is right there in front of the Showplace Theater. Tickets for Beats and Bites. And, again, young children are free. They're only 10 bucks. It's one of the best deals in, uh, in entertainment in the metro area. Go see 38 Special and Blue Oyster Cult coming up this Saturday night at Riverwind. Steely, when is the Gordon Lightfoot tribute album coming out soon? Very possible. If you could read my mind, love, what a tale your thoughts could tell. You got a little taste of it, what was it, two weeks ago? But we're working on it. 
I might even do throw rainy day people in there. What about Hall and Oates? Daryl Hall, one of the best R and B voices of the of that generation. Still going, you know. But great voice. Oates had a good seventies porn stash, I guess. <laughs> but I don't know. He might have been the worst one of the worst sidekicks in oh, really? popular music. I'm not saying the guy didn't play and all of that stuff, but Clearly, there was one shining star in Hall and & Oates, and it was Hall. <laughs> he was just there for it, to be part yes. of it. Yes, <laughs> yes. But as I said, and I profess my love for the 70s music of the Carpenters, and I will not back down from that stance. Hall, Hall just carried the music. Hall was, uh, like I said, I'm telling you that Daryl Hall had a great, well, still has a great R&B voice, there's no doubt. And I like their early stuff a little bit better. You know. All right. uh, What else do we have before we get out of here? Parker's uh, ready to go, man. He he is. ready. Absolutely ready. Uh, Jim in Arlington, I can remember my, uh, the powerful AM radio station, KOMA, playing Rod Stewart and Journey when I was a kid visiting grandparents in OKC. Journey, okay, that's one I remember. Some of these names, man, goes back a long ways, Mike. But oh, I do love me some Journey. Rip Tina Turner, did that happen? I don't know. I, Go ahead and Google it up. Oh, no. Oh, Tina, man. just speaking of great voices. Man, I did not see that. But you know what? Tina I've been Turner. Uh-oh. Yes, queen, yeah, the queen of rock and roll, Tina Turner, dies at 83. Wow! About 20, yeah, 20 minutes three ago. minutes ago. Yeah, yeah, man, what a what she a was talent. battling an illness. Yeah, Tina Turner, man, big time. All right, uh, saw Depeche Mode and Hall and Oates at the BOK Center three years ago. I like some Depeche Mode too. Enjoy the silence is one of my favorite songs of the '90s. So, good one, good one, good one, good one. Okay, um, I was going to mention something else before we get out of here, and I'm trying to remember. Remember, old man. <laughs> Please. Come on. Um, but, yeah, Parker's raring to go. Raring to go. So he'll be in here. Very latest. Always a great hour of radio. And it was it was all recruiting yesterday. I don't you guys are mentioning too many other stations. But, yes, I do remember 96X, Sooner Soldier. In fact, I wrote them when I was a junior at Norman High School and convinced them they had an amateur hour at – Believe it or not, it was like 11 to midnight on uh, Sunday nights. So I went up there with a couple friends of mine, uh, Danny Drawn and Kevin Ellis, and we did the hour of rock and roll. And then I wrote them again the next year, and they let us have two hours. Did we bring 3-2 beer? Yes, we did. A lot of audacity back then, and not very smart. But, yes, I do remember 96X. Absolutely. Uh, what was it? 97X. Was that the bam, the future of <laughs> rock and roll? Wasn't that Rain Man? Yeah. But yeah, there was a 96X. Okay. Um, we got we got more text coming in about Tina Turner's. Uh, she's Riverwind theme song, simply the yeah, best. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, man, just a gigantic talent and uh, definitely stood the test of time. And after what she went through with her ex, Ike Turner. And the beatdowns she used to get, um, man, um, she will be missed. Legend, absolute legend. All right, Connor, tell Steely I'm a Closet Carpenters fan as well. There you go, Steve. I Steve got Reese. you. 
Hey, nothing wrong with good music. And no. like I said, Karen Carpenter's voice is honey from heaven. Very soft. I'm sure she's putting on shows up there right now. I mean, it's, it's probably is. It's a great voice. Okay, uh, I want to thank our friends again at Riverwind Casino, Beats and Bites again this weekend. Tickets, riverwind.com. Great value. Blue Oyster Cult 38 special. So get online at riverwind.com. Get your get your uh, tickets for that great show. Get outdoors this weekend. See some great music. Have some great food. Thank you to Dr. Bellardo and the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center as well. They will do great work for you. Everybody have a great rest of your day. We'll see you.